Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Do you think that your ex is special? Do you think that your case is the only case that's ever happened? Well, today we're going to alleviate that worry and let you know that your ex isn't actually that special. Welcome, Mum. Hello, Laura. No matter what they think. <laughs> yeah. So we've come up with we've come up with nine different special exes. That seems and to be our number. Their scenarios. And Mum's going to talk you through, okay, well, if this is a special scenario, what can we do about it? Yeah. So and even if you don't think any of these scenarios are relevant to you, because they may become relevant to you as you go along your journey. So let's start off with number one. Their family has money. I'm not going to go into this big divorce drama with property and everything because their family's got so much money and I've got nothing. I'm not going to be able to even afford a lawyer. I'm not going to be able to fight there. He's got six lawyers already and like that Mr. Burns scenario where they're all going for you. What do you do, mum? Is that, is, that, is that a situation where you just go, nah, just give up? No, no. Okay. No. But so you you have to have faith in yourself. That's that's not special. There's lots of people like that. And sometimes, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, sometimes children of very wealthy parents are really poor at relationships. Mm. So they do tend to end up in the courts. Right. A lot. I'm a mum. The separation. <laughs> you just called out every parent that's got money to tell them that their kids are going to be poopy bums. Well, well, that's what you're noticing. I am noticing. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. You had it. <laughs> so, but no. Look, like well, you weren't wealthy when I was a kid, mum. That's right. Yes. You're safe. <laughs> when, when, um, but what I'm thinking is I do hear this a lot. And you know, I don't do a lot of cases mm-hmm. anymore. But I'm I'm hearing, you know, like in when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, there were a lot of people where where I think the other person fights a bit harder because they've got money backing them up. Mm. Maybe that's what it really is mm. that they they they've got deeper pockets. Yeah, the the yeah. cost because I think that the court does put a fear into people that's saying, oh, this is going to cost you well, a lot of money. You've got to do those cost notices now before you go in. How much is this going to cost if it doesn't settle? What's it going to cost to go to mm. trial? You better settle. It's going to cost a lot of money. But if someone's got millions of dollars in the bank just sitting there Does having it? a holiday. They're not like, oh, I don't care. Whereas if you're down to your last $85 and you want to spend it on groceries, it really matters mm. that you might get hit with a cost order. So, But we've got ways around it. One is the law doesn't discriminate between a person with wealthy parents mm. or a person who hasn't. Also, just the wealthy family doesn't mean that your ex is wealthy. Mm. They... they uh, you know, just the same as everybody else. Yes. It doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Yeah. And you can get orders like dollar for dollar orders. Okay, for, explain that. For, so for so they're, they're getting all this legal stuff. They've already spent, I don't know, 20 grand in legal mm. fees because they've written you 70,000 letters. <laughs> What's this dollar for dollar thing? If you literally have no money and you can't afford to pay for a lawyer and they've already started hounding you. Mm. And, and, well, if you can't find some cash in your own names, mm-hmm. the two names, you so you could ask for money as an interim for interim property settlement mm-hmm. and say, oh, look, you've got that 30000 sitting in the trust account there. Can I, I'll have that, please, to cover my legal fees. So we, we're on a level playing ground. So you can, if you can find some cash somewhere in an account that you can say to the court, I need this money to 
to represent myself because, look, I can't afford it, then you go there. But this, what if there isn't, in this case, where it's the family that's got the money, none of the money really is in their name, your ex's name, and yet somehow, miraculously, they're paying these massive legal fees. Mm. So in a case like that, this dollar-for-dollar order becomes really helpful because the order says that every time he pays a dollar to his lawyers, there has to be a dollar paid to your lawyers to match it. Right. And uh, these came out about oh, 2006, I think, the first ones of these. Mm. And they were a bit funny because people tried to get out of it. Mm. Like they um, didn't pay their own bills for years <laughs> <laughs> um, and and all sorts of shenanigans like that. So I think that the dollar-for-dollar dollar order is a last resort. Better if you can identify a lump sum somewhere and have a share of that, okay. even if it's a redraw on the mortgage. But be careful what you spend because it all comes off. Legal fees are taken off your share. Mm. So another way of doing it, I guess, is just educate yourself and just be ready for their mm. you know, deeper pockets. Let, let them spend the money, not you. So basically what you're saying is, yes, they may be wealthy, but wealth doesn't mean you win. No. And if you are desperate and you can't get any money to pay for lawyers, you can do the dollar for dollar thing or ask for a property settlement interim, which means mm. like in the in the moment, yeah. not yes. final property settlement, yes, but right. in the moment's property settlement to say she can have some of the money or he can have some of the money to pay for legal fees. Yes. Okay. Make sure you don't spend all your money on legal fees. No, you still want to be careful with it. Yeah. Okay. Next one, mum. And my ex is really special. I don't know if I can go through this property settlement thing because they're paying all my bills. Oh, the honey trap. Yes. So I guess there are a lot of people out there. I knew a couple of ladies where I used to go and I had a couple of, you know, people I chatted to and there was a, quite a few of them stuck in this situation mm. where they were separated. They didn't want to go for property settlement because their ex was paying for their rent, paying for their car, pay, gave them money. And they thought, oh, well, if I, if I try and go for a property settlement, they're going to stop paying for everything and mm. I'm going to be destitute. It is a bit of a honey it's trap. It's a trap. But it's also a, sometimes you might think, what a good person that person is to be paying those fees. Mm. But actually, sometimes it's coercive control and it's it's just wanting to manage you. And the red flag for that is if the person actually, instead of giving you the money, actually pays your landlord or pays mortgage, pays the things. So you're kind of like a kept person. Mm. Uh, so, yes, that's tricky, but you'll be stuck forever under their control and one day they'll stop anyway. Mm. So. The way we do it, um, the way I handle these matters, is I say to them, get as organised as you can. Then you write and ask for property settlement using our first letters. Um, I would suggest you use the manipulative and controlling stream because it seems to me to be manipulative in a way. And and the second that they even hint at stopping, then you put an application into the court for spousal maintenance in that sum of money mm. that proves they pay it, paid it in the past so they have got the capacity to pay and you have proven that you've got the need because you've had to rely on them. Do you find that sometimes in those situations they're just doing it until the time limit runs out? So you've gotten divorced, you've got two years until your time to, yeah. to do property settlement, they just keep paying you, keep paying you, and then you think you're going to be fine and then two years hits and then they stop paying you and you can't file in court? Mm. I've, I think I've seen that once or twice. Okay. What often happens is the minute the person who's getting all their bills paid for them 
steps out of line in the view of the payer. Starts dating. Starts dating, gets a new boyfriend, has her mother come and live with her or, you know, has a holiday interstate, then the money stops. The pers- our, our person who's the who's having all her bills paid or his bills paid for him is not a, is afraid to go anywhere or date yeah. or do anything because they're still in this what I like to coercive control, a, a honey trap or a coercive Mom, control. I think honey trap is a is a completely different uh, name for getting you, politicians caught in uh, oh, those, compromising sexual yes, things. It, I think <laughs> I think it's any. Seemingly uh, uh, beneficial idea that's oh, okay. actually got a. Okay, you know, sorry. Every time you say it, I just keep thinking of a politician I being caught. You wrong. I know. I, you wrong. Oh, I listen to too many weird <laughs> podcasts. Okay. You All right. Do. All right. So that's that one. All right. Mm. So just try and have that plan in your mind and make sure that you know mm. what you're in and talk to a lawyer about that because you've seen people get out of that, yes, Mum? Oh, yes. And realistically, wouldn't you prefer a property settlement where you get a split of everything and then you walk away and you do whatever you want with it, mm. not only pay rent and only buy certain foods from certain shops? It's just so controlling. It's mm. definitely call 1-800-RESPECT if that is happening to you because yes. that is coercive control. Yeah, it and is. And financial abuse. Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay. The next one, Mum, and we hear this a lot on TikTok, a lot on TikTok. She'll never get my money. I've put it all in a trust. <laughs> so my ex is special because everything's tied up in trusts and legal entities and I've got no idea what's what. So I don't think I could possibly do this divorce myself or with a lawyer. Well, the lovely thing about Australia is the Family Law Act. It's a, a Commonwealth Act. And so that has a great deal of power because companies are registered in the Commonwealth as well. So there are there's corporations legislation as well. Um, and the family court, they call it tearing away the corporate veil. So they can dig down. And we've seen so many companies and trusts and so many cases about trust. So your ex isn't special. No, everybody but, tries it. <laughs> there's so many companies that do. And, and there was... Um, there have been cases really since the beginning of the Family Law Act where the parties just have these entities. But what the court does is drills down and sees who's actually in control. So the leading case on that is Ascot Investments and Harper, I think it is, which was back in the late 70s, early 80s. And in that, the court said, no, we'll have a look and see who's really got the control. Mm. So, for instance, uh, when you look at a trust deed, you might see that your husband or wife is the trustee and then you're one of the class of beneficiaries that might be there and that's it. You only have an expectation under most trusts that you will get some money and maybe money's come to you for tax purposes from time to time. But your ex has the is the trustee. Well, then the court will just say, well, obviously... It's just his creature. He can do what he likes if mm. that's what it is. Sometimes, though. Do what he likes as in we can tell his, him what to do. Well, yes. And He's it, under his control. He can share some of It's assets. That's yeah. right. Because the court makes order orders to the person, not to property. Yeah. yeah. So they, they will do an order, something like that he will uh, cause to be distributed from the trust X amount of dollars to the wife, something like that. Right. Now, this is a really, it, it's a complex area, trusts and companies. Uh, so you've got to be careful. Like if there's a company and you want to take the car, you can't really take the company car 
you know, or it's like in family sometimes, the company and their private assets get, get very blurred. Mm. Yes. So you, this is tread delicately here. Mm. And also get some advice about taxation consequences if you've got loans within the trust. But look, educational only here. Um, just look out for that. But know that putting money in trusts and companies it doesn't usually put it out of the reach of the family court. Okay. If it does, if it does, then the court may give a person more other assets to compensate right. them having that trust. So if you're sitting there at home and you're freaking out and you're like, oh, no, we can't, there's too many trusts and entities and I don't even know where to start, it's okay the family court has dealt with it before. We haven't. Uh, the court's dealt with it so often. And do you know, at the end, you will come out with your share, and I'll bet you you don't want to put it in trusts and mm. self-managed super if you can help it or whatever it is. Uh, a nice, simple system that you can understand might be what your heart craves. Mm. Uh, mm. And sometimes these um, structures uh, and more assume trouble. a life of their, They do. They assume <laughs> a life of their own. And once you don't understand something, and I think that's something that Pedro in the episodes oh, he's done earlier, so understand the money system. If you mm. don't understand it, then, yeah. So these people, Mum, when they say, oh, I don't even know, well, yes, that's all well and good, but how do I even prove what trust? There are searches and things that you yes. can do. Yes. So we do a lot of searches and, and anything to do with companies, well, they're registered online, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. we can search those company registers, find out who's what. We can search title deeds, find out who owns certain properties and okay. kind of unpick the structure a bit. So don't worry about that. Okay. All right. Another scenario where people are like, yeah, no, look, my uh, my ex is special. This is different. It's not a normal divorce. They're short de factos. So they've mm. been de facto basically for just the minimum amount of time. Couple of years, yeah. What do you say to those people? Mm. Well, it's not – I hear you when you say it's a short relationship, but it does qualify if it's two years for a property settlement under the family court. You need to get some advice, though, and see how much – your entitlement is to see if it's worth going to court. But you're mm. certainly entitled to to inquire, to start proceedings if you need to, to invite them to mediation because the shortness of the relationship isn't the problem. The problem that might ha happen is if you haven't mingled your finances or if there isn't a child. But if you've got a two-year de facto relationship where there might be a child or you've put money into their house or they've put money into your house, then clearly that's something that you can sort out in property settlement and mm -hmm. you're entitled to a share. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on your contributions. Okay. So what you're saying is if if a really if you have a short de facto relationship with a really wealthy person mm. and you didn't mingle anything, mm. then they you might not, you might get, not much. get much. No. Okay. All right. No false hopes here. But it should be something you but check out. But if you've out. got a baby. But if you've got a child, yes, or then if, it's different. That's right. Or if you supported them, then it might be a different story. So you should go and still find out where you stand. Absolutely. And not it's just walk away be, and go whatever. That's right. Yeah. Check it first. Okay. Great. All right. The next my ex is special mm -hmm. is they say that I'm not entitled to anything and they're, you know, they're, they're pretty clever. So I would say that I don't see the point. I'm not entitled to it. You're invited to our free webinar. Whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process, we are here to empower you to take control. 
Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A, where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au and click on Reserve My Seat. Register now for our free webinar to help you make the best decision for your future. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. The next My Ex is Special mm-hmm. is they say that I'm not entitled to anything and they're, you know, they're, they're pretty clever. So I would say that I don't see the point. I'm not entitled to it. Well, you know, even if your ex is a family lawyer, I wouldn't believe him, be listening to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, because you don't need to hear about your entitlements from the, your ex's mouth. Mm. You need to find out your entitlement from someone independent. Yes. And if they're not a lawyer, then where do they get off trying to tell you your entitlement to? It tells me sometimes that they've been to a lawyer themselves. Mm. They don't want you to go to a lawyer because they don't like the answer your lawyer's going to give you. And How so try many to stop you going. people have said to us, my ex oh. told me, don't involve lawyers. Let's, let's leave the lawyers out of this. Yes, it is, it is classic 101, let's manipulate the situation because, like you said, Mum, they usually say it after they've seen a lawyer. They do. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. They might not admit it, it, but Mm. they darn well have, Mm. and they didn't like it, so they head her off so Mm. she doesn't know, or him never sees a lawyer. Mm. Okay, so that's a, your ex is special, but not that special. Go and see a gosh darn lawyer. All right. What about and I get this, I really do get this, like people have said to us, look, these pe- my ex is special. He or she just wants to fight everything. They won't cooperate. They are a nightmare to just even arrange a time, like you're down to just a time to do something. Mm-hmm. So you're high conflict. narcissistic types and they're, they're just mm-hmm. fully in, like in the moment want to fight everything. So, of course, they're like, well, look, I'd really like to go down and do property settlement and children's matters, but my ex is special, if (laughs) you know what I mean. Yes. What do you say to those people? Um, I say, look, identifying that they're special is the start, and then you need to to, uh, say, okay, I'm right from the beginning, I'm going to manage my legal costs, and I'm going to do it perhaps with a step-in, step-out lawyer. Laura, you could you could do that and say, when the crazy comes, I'm just going to do those responses so I'm not paying a fortune for it, mm. and then I'll get a lawyer in when I need a lawyer. Right. And then, again, uh, the tip is, uh, I think we talked about how you can reduce the overwhelm. Make sure when you get all of the communications from your high-conflict person that if it's safe to do so, leave it and read it all at once, once a week or something, just keep it in its mm. box. But high-conflict doesn't mean you don't get what you want. No. And I think, I think it, uh, look, and a lot of people, a lot of people are saying their exes have narcissistic types, uh, personalities, and they've got those traits and it is tricky and hard to deal with. Mm. I get that. Um, you know, we're, I'm seeing so many TikToks about it, but I think the legal system was really designed for those people. I, I agree. Because I, everybody else who has an amicable divorce, they don't need the legal system technically, really, apart from filing their consent orders and saying, we agree, please let us go our own way. But, yeah, absolutely. the court has well, I, discovered all of these tricks. 
Well, we've also discovered all the narcissists, I think. Yes. So you know, <laughs> if you want to find some narcissists, yeah. just go to the family court because they're the ones that won't agree. Not the judges. Yeah. Not the lawyers. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> some lawyers might be narcissists. Maybe. Who knows? But, but really, you're only in court if one of you is unreasonable, mm. honestly. It only takes one of you to be playing up and you'll yeah. end up having to get a judge to make a decision for you. So I think I have no data to make back this up, mm. but you'd have to think that there's a greater incidence of, of narcissistic personality disorder people in one or other of the people involved in court proceedings. Yes. Yeah. And so it's designed for that. The court's like, okay, if this person's being such a stubborn poo-poo head, yeah. this is what we will do. Yeah. There's no dead end. They can't just refuse till they're mm. blue in the face and the court go, all oh, right, well, we give up. It's no, not going to happen I've never like seen that. It, I've never seen the court ever give up. <laughs> so we always, uh, they always get their person. Okay. Yeah. So don't worry. There are ways. We have ways. Mm-hmm. We have the narcissist playbook, mm. which I think if you do think your ex is a narcissist or has those types of traits, please go listen to the narcissist playbook. And and one of the things we say in that playbook is don't spend too much time with tis tisn't letters back and forth. Mm. Uh, you need to get somewhere pretty quickly where there are consequences yes. for arguing and where there's an adjudicator. So you know, get it into the court, and then the court, when they order something, uh, they don't brook any discussion about it once the order's made, it and there's usually is. an or else, yeah, or else this will happen. Mm. So. Um, the court's pretty good at shepherding high-conflict people through the courts mm-hmm. and out the other side. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about, and I think that and I'm going to put that one in that they are really clever as well. I'm encompassing mm. it in that as well. But what about that they hide stuff? They're sneaky. They tell lies. I'd really like to do my divorce, but I just know it's going to be a waste of time. The disclosure, the, the money's going to be hidden. They're going to lie about everything. And it's just not worth the headache because they're just sneaky and manipulative. Mm. What do you say? I say, first of all, uh, it's really hard to know if they're being sneaky because they haven't got anything and they're just <laughs> bragging yeah, <laughs> um, or they're sneaky and hiding things because they've got a ton of money. Mm. And so the first step I do with people like that is I do the searches and find out what's really going on with these people and are they broke or do they have um, properties that they haven't mentioned, or is so you can find that stuff out. You don't searches. need for them to tell you. No, no, no. Okay. And then if you end up in court, uh, you're able to issue subpoenas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a good little dig down. You don't need forensic accountants, really. It's just good solid uh, desk work mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of things. And then, of course, they've got an obligation to tell you. Uh, They have a positive obligation to give you all of the documents relating to their business deals. Not that they seem to, (laughs) so a lot of people don't seem to take that obligation seriously, but if you ask them for stuff and they don't give it to you and you end up in court, well, you can dob, Mm. (laughs) you can dob on them. And And that's your your explanation for them. They're the lies, they're sneaky, they hide stuff, dob. Dob dob on them. And And, and we've got the episode DIY Disclosure where mum talks you through 40 minutes of steps that you can do it at home on your computer mm. on looking up things like companies and businesses and and cars Cars and and house titles, all of that, that you can do that research yourself. Yes. And and if they won't, if you still can't find it out, if they've 
been really good at hiding stuff. Mm -hmm. As long as you can prove that it used to be around, Mm. you don't have to prove where it went. And so you say to the judge, there's $100,000 missing from our account. I don't know where it is, but here it here it was and now it's gone and he's not giving or she's not giving an explanation about mm. that. Mm. And the court may well just add it back into the pool so that- because that's what they've done before. They just go, all right, well, we'll add that back in and then divide the property how we're going to divide it and then take that off his share because he's already had that. Right. Or she's it's I said he because the two leading cases are men right. doing that. Not because we're biased. Well, you know, I think there are a lot of men's groups, Laura. And I I, I have lovely or have had lovely male clients over the years, but I've I've really perceived an imbalance in terms of representation uh for women against the very powerful men's group. And I think, you know, it's time someone said well, we're mainly for women, mm. and I love our male listeners. They're, mm-hmm. they're good, but you have to understand that this is about a little bit about addressing an imbalance. Yes. Hmm. Yes. All right. So now that we've offended at least 30% of our listenership, it's not because we don't love you. It's because it says an imbalance. Okay. So, but none of this information is specifically for women. It's for anyone. It is for it anyone. Is anyone. And, and I have to say in all of those cases I've seen uh women do those things that mm-hmm. I just more often see mm. as a powerful type business men, mm. to be honest. Mm. All right. So basically, if you're sitting at home right now going, oh, look, I really want to get this sorted, but my ex is special, yes. inverted commas, but you know they're really clever, their family has money, they're paying all the bills, and I'm stuck in this little honey trap, in inverted mm. commas. Everything they've got is in some sort of weird legal entity or trust. They're hiding stuff. They're sneaky. They tell lies. They won't cooperate. They're bloody narcissists. They don't get lawyer. They said don't get lawyers involved. I'm scared if I do, then something bad's going to happen. Or they said, I'm not entitled to anything, or I was only in a short de facto relationship. All of those reasons that might be running through your head or one of those reasons, mum, what do you say? They're not that special. They're not that special. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I think this was a good little summary episode. If if you've heard something that sparked your interest in one of these topics, you can find, I guarantee you, an episode that goes for about 40 minutes on that whole topic on its own. I will put in the show notes the episodes that are linked to all of these little topics. And if you want to dig down and drill down and listen to another episode and another episode that is related to that topic, oh. that's related to your divorce specifically, that might help you please go into the show notes or go into the podcasts and have a look and see if you can find them yourself. How many podcasts have we done, Laura? A hundred and something. Oh, my goodness. We're definitely past 20, I think, <laughs> but the numbers are wrong. So just, oh, okay. just have... <laughs> well, but anyway, so um, anyway, thank you everybody for listening today. If you have not heard about our DIY Divorce Blueprint, I believe it still is. I hope, I hope I'm not going to ruin this by saying this, but it still might be open for membership. If it's not, then please disregard this. But if you're interested, go to www.thedivorcecourse.com.au backslash or forward slash enroll enroll and have a look and see if you'd like to come along and do our course because even if you're facing any of these issues, Mm. we'll still be able to help. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for for sharing your wisdom, Mother. (laughs) I was just, sorry, before you go, I was just thinking hundreds of of podcast episodes and, and what, 40 hours of video in the course. Oh, it's longer than that. Longer than but you don't have to watch them all. 
You're at Slave Driver. Let's have a cup of tea. <laughs> All right. And to everybody who has a special ex, we're thinking of you. <laughs> okay. We, we hear you. <laughs> See you later. Thank Bye. you, mate. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.